It is Adam. Welcome to Bringing It Backwards, where both legendary and rising artists tell their personal stories on how they achieved stardom. We had the amazing opportunity to speak with Jennifer Lauren of the band Whiskey and Diamonds over Zoom video. Jen was born and raised in North Carolina. She talks about how she got into music. Jen picked up piano at a very early age. She started playing around four years old, and she has the amazing talent to play by ear. She hears something, she can automatically play it. It wasn't until middle school where she learned how to actually read, you know, read sheet music, and that's been very helpful in her songwriting. She talked about playing piano for the school choir and chorus and being in the chorus and choir herself. Originally thought she'd be on Broadway. Didn't start writing songs until she was in her 20s. And from there, things started to happen very, very fast for her and her band, Diamonds and Whiskey. We talk about Diamonds and Whiskey's first record, Heartbreak Queen, being one of the very few, if not the only female artist to win the Carolina Country Music Awards Single of the Year. She talked about writing and recording that first record, Heartbreak Queen. She also tells us all about her new record, Blonde Ambition, and the most recent single, song called Walk Hard and the story behind that song. You can watch our interview with Jennifer Lauren on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with diamonds and whiskey. This podcast is about you, your journey in music, and of course we'll talk about the new uh, things happening with diamonds and whiskey. Awesome. Cool. So uh, you're in North Carolina now. Are you originally from North Carolina? Yep. I'm a Carolina girl. Um, I'm from a little town called Hickory, if you know where that is. And no, it's... Um, Not too it's familiar. Kind of, all right. So it's about an hour northwest of Charlotte. And okay. um, Asheville is about an hour from us as well, if you know where Asheville is. Um, it's in the mountains. So we're kind of okay. at the base of the mountains. And so I grew up there, a uh, country girl. And I just stayed. I, I love the Carolinas. I've lived in South Carolina as well for the past few years. And I just moved back to North Carolina. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could ever leave here. I love it that much. That's amazing. We used to, I have family in Ohio and we used to go to, to Hilton Head when like, cause uh -huh. I'm from, I'm from San Diego. So like the families would like meet in Hilton Head area to mm -hmm. like do family reunion ish type things. It was beautiful. Okay. It is yeah. beautiful, yeah. but, but uh, San Diago is as well. We, <laughs> it's, uh, I've been, I've been a, a few times. I can't ever hear that without thinking of Ron Burgundy, but yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I love, love it there. I almost took a job there a long time ago, but I just couldn't leave here, but it is gorgeous. 
That is awesome. So what was it like? You you said you grew up on the base of a of a mountain or? Well, no, we're at the foothills. I was just saying, you know, we have the Appalachians, so we have the mountains and then Hickory is kind of like in the foothills. So it's like just hills before North Carolina starts flattening out. So we're just kind of at the foothills of the mountains. But I grew up on, um, you know, 22 acres and wow. I, I'm, yeah, some real country. We, my dad, uh, had a big garage and he built you know, and restored old cars and uh, heavy equipment and that sort of thing. So that's what I grew up doing. I, I grew up in a garage all greasy all the time. And, um, wow. Yeah. And we had three ponds. And so I, I grew up fishing and, and camping and um, being outside all the time. So uh, very, very country upbringing. That's amazing. And what was yeah, it like? Cool. How did you get to music? Well, um, you know, we were a very religious family, so we didn't have TV or radio um, growing up. And, um, you know, we went to church. I played hymns and sang hymns at church. And uh, that's really how I got into it. I started playing piano when I was four. And my dad, yeah, my dad was super talented, um, amazing vocalist and uh, pianist as well. But he lost his right arm the year before I was born. So um, he also played guitar. So I never got to see him play string instruments, but he would play piano with me with his left hand. And so I think I just kind of got it from him. And I never really had lessons. I taught myself to read notes in middle school. And, um, you know, I became a concert pianist in high school, played for all the choirs. And then I I uh, began training to sing opera and did a lot of vocal training and competed, um, you know, as a first soprano in the state. So that's kind of where I'm, yeah, that's where I started. I thought I'd end up on Broadway. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I um, show tunes and all that stuff. And uh-huh. um, I, I, all of that changed a lot for me. I learned to enunciate because let me tell you, I did not speak like this growing up. <laughs> so <laughs> people, people don't think I'm from here. Um just, you know, because I don't talk like a normal country girl, like, you know, most sure. of the time. but it's in there. I get around my family and it all comes right back out. But all that's from <laughs> my, my opera training. So, so yeah, that's kind of where my musical journey began. Um, so four, though, before you started playing piano. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I could wow. play what I hear. My older brother took piano lessons and he would come home and, you know, be playing whatever it was he learned. And I could, play it back by ear, you know? So, um, I just, I don't know. I've always had just, I can play anything I hear basically. Um, but yeah, I couldn't just, read notes, like I said, so I'd teach myself later. Was it hard to kind of translate that into, did that mess with you at all when you're reading the notes? Like, because if you can hear it, like, I mean, you're just, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It goes like this. Now you have to read it off the sheet. Like, and it's, it seems like it'd be a different part of your brain. It is. It's very, very, it was very difficult at first for me. Um, you know, and I, honestly, I had gotten in trouble. That's why I learned to read notes because I was going to school and playing for the choirs and my and teacher, uh, the choir teacher, she would play the song, of course, first, you know, when uh-huh. everybody was singing, they should be like, okay, Jen, come on down. And, and I would just play it, but the notes would be in front of me, but I was pretending like I was reading them, but I wasn't. And she started catching on because I wasn't playing it absolutely perfect. You know, like there, you know, when you're playing like the hallelujah chorus and stuff, you're going to miss a note here and there or something minor. And um, she told me that I I could not play for them until I learned to read notes. And I'm so glad she did because I really needed to know how. Um, So I, you know, I started teaching myself and uh, it didn't take me too long though to catch on. And then that's how I got into music theory and all that, which is a, huge help to me now but um i'm sure with writing songs 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was a really good thing. And I still credit her with a lot, a lot because she was hard on me in a very good way. Yeah. I've heard that story before. I forgot who I was interviewing, but they said, they told me a similar story where they could only, they, I mean, they learned off of hearing just all by ear and they're at piano lessons and the teacher would show them and then, he, you know, play it. And it got to a point where the teacher started to kind of catch on and they put the wrong sheet music in front of him. And he's mm-hmm. playing the <laughs> song. <laughs> like I knew you were lying. Like that's not even the right <laughs> song I threw in front of you. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's amazing. So you ended up playing for you said the chorus and the choirs growing up. Mm-hmm. And were you also in it and would sing and play piano? Yeah. So not um not at the same time. You know, I would do solos and um eventually when I was a, a junior. I kind of, I'm not saying I was, I'm not saying better than anyone else, but I had to go to college choirs and start singing college choirs because I had, you know, kind of gotten out of the high school level, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, so you were just better than that. Well, I mean, I know what you're saying. I know, I know. It's just funny. I, it sounds weird coming out. I know. I, I'm, no, not that I'm, person, I'm just but, giving, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. That's just funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I enrolled in, a, uh, or I had to audition, but, and then enrolled in college classes. Um, I started taking psychology and then I also took, uh, I started singing in a college show choir. So we traveled, we went to Paris and London and um, wow. lots of different states. And I got to sing, you know, here I'm a 17 year old kid, um, uh, with all these adults, you know, there were only eight of us in our choir. It was a small choir. And um, I remember just going to Europe and everybody else is, you know, 20 something. And I'm like the 17 year old kid. There's no chaperone, you know, because oh, it's a college. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah. I just remember it was my first time, like really being out in the world. And I was like, oh, holy cow. But it was, um incredible experience so yeah music has been so good to me I'm, i've been so blessed with it that is amazing when did you start writing your own songs oh not till my late 20s i okay. um which i mean was only a year ago right <laughs> right <laughs> right um <laughs> yes yeah, so i um yeah i started just i don't know i i remember the first song i wrote was whiskey down it's on our first record actually the first my first record heartbreak Queen is the first 10 songs I ever wrote. Um, wow. and, and that came out what, yeah. last year, right? It did. We released it. Uh, well, it was 2019, I guess, technically okay. at the end. Um, but yeah, last year was kind of the, the run for that record. And um, yeah, those are my first 10 songs ever. Um, but I, I wrote a couple of them, you know, in my late twenties and I, I didn't know I could write, you know, I, I had no idea, but I remember it was 4 a.m. in the morning and I was dating a guy at the time who loved drinking more than he loved me. I tell the story on stage all the time. And um, so Whiskey Down came out and I was crying my eyes out, sitting on the floor. And that's when I started writing. And then um, it wasn't long after, Wasted on Your Love and Hero, Hold On. All those songs just came pouring out of me. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put these 10 songs on my first record. And now my second album is, pretty much the next 10 songs I wrote with maybe a couple in there. But um, yeah, I came to pre-production for this record with, I think like 15 songs um, and they were the next songs I wrote. So I, I kind of just, I'm telling stories for my life and each record is a part of my life. Um, Heartbreak Queen was very much kind of my past and Blonde Ambition, this new record is kind of picture of the present, what's going on and, you know, what's happened recently and and i've already started on album number three so we'll see what's coming wow okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. so when like you finish you you write all these songs i mean you wrote the first one and then you 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 followed up with nine other other songs and 
was it the first time you had been in a studio when you start recording the record or what was that experience yeah. like? Yeah, I um, I never gotten to record before. This is all very new to me. So, you know, I'm, I, I can admit I'm very inexperienced in this business, but uh, it just kind of has we, we've done well in the past few years. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of shocked, but it's been a lot of hard work too. I'm always like, Oh, I don't know how it happened, but it's, it's been the sweat of my brow, but I, um, yeah, I, it was my first time in the studio. I never recorded. I was very nervous and didn't really know what I was doing at all. And I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but I've learned so much with these two records. Um, Heartbreak Queen was recorded in Seattle at the recovery room with Greg Markle, amazing guy. Um, he did like some death cap for cutie. I don't know if you know who they are or not, but, but he's done a lot of oh, really yeah. great things. Um, and so I recorded there with him and it was a wonderful experience because he was very kind and, and very good to me and, um, encouraged me with my writing. Cause I was nervous, you know, when anytime you're putting out original music, it feels like you're naked, you know, you're just like, mm -hmm. Oh, here I am. Uh, so, so yeah, very cool experience. Um, I learned a lot. If you listen to heartbreak queen and then you listen to the new record, blonde ambition, the production is wildly different. I mean, the first record was my band. It was raw i played guitar piano you know i mean that was all us and it's it's a very what i call raw record because it was live we recorded it live it was incredible um this record blonde ambition i mean we tracked it 14 months ago it has been insane production i mean it's just been incredible eddie z produced it it's amazing um and totally different I brought in a lot of pros from nashville new york so i got to work with Grammy winners and like people that are have been doing this for years. So I learned a lot on this album um, and I'm excited to do it again. We're going back to the studio in a couple of weeks and I can't wait. So, wow. yeah, I don't know. It's been an experience. Sure. Well, with the first record, you went all the way to Seattle to record it. Was there a reason behind that? I mean, yeah, um, all the way across well, the whole country. Yeah, I um, my guitarist at the time um, was one of Greg Markle's really good friend. So he called him up and I think he wanted a really comfortable environment, especially for me because it was my first time and he knew Greg would, would take care of me. And so we, uh, we went out there and decided to do it there. We actually went there twice to record that record and uh, played a gig there while we were out. And um, yeah, it was amazing. I thought it was really cool too, to get to travel across the country just for music. And then in the process of that year, you know, went to California, what, three times and play, I don't know. It was a lot. I learned that you could pretty much, do anything you want to do as long as you work hard for it. You know, I hear a lot of people say, well, I can't travel. It's too much money or, you know, this, that, and the other. You can do it. You just got to hustle, you know? <laughs> so, right. and, and, and we have, let me tell you, we have been everywhere in this country for the past three years. And it has been just me working my day job really hard to get us there. But um, you can definitely do anything. I, I think this band has, has really taught me that in the last few years. That is amazing. And it's, you guys, I mean, you've had some real success, especially pretty quickly. I mean, you won that Carolina Music Award what, two years ago and like yeah. that must have been pretty validating. Yeah, it's funny because we had only been playing for a year at that point. <laughs> and, yeah, um, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect to get nominated. I didn't expect to win. North Carolina, I don't know how much you know about North Carolina, but we produce a lot of talent here. I mean, there's a lot of singers out of North Carolina, um, mm -hmm. obviously a lot of famous ones, um, but it's, there's a lot of competition here. It is tons right. of musicians. Yeah. There's um, a lot of music going on there. And a lot of yeah, people move there that are already in established bands. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's a really cool place. And so I was shocked. And then, you know, not that 
sex plays a whole lot in it, but it does in the country world. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the disparity between how many men and women are doing this, like being nominated for Entertainer of the Year at the Carolina Country Music Awards, and we're the only female, that, you know, that I know of in a while that's been, I'm not even sure there's another female that's been nominated in a long time. So for us to, wow. you know, two years running, be nominated and then to win single of the year and, um, and then the Carolina Music Awards, the band of the year, you know, we were the only female front of band nominated. I, I'm just really proud of that. I think that's a really cool accomplishment. And um, I, I don't know, I, I was on stage accepting that first award and I was so nervous. I had to pee really bad. So I got up there and I didn't realize the mic was that hot. So I'm standing like, you know, seven feet off the mic and I'm like, Oh my God, I got to pee. And I'm holding the award, you know, but the whole room heard me. So everyone <laughs> erupted in the laughter and yeah, I don't think anybody could take me seriously after that. I really didn't know what to Good say. Icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, the lead singer and, and I write the songs and everything. And, um, but diamonds and whiskey is very much a band to me, but of course they shoved me towards the mic. They're like, Oh, you got to accept the award, you know? And I'm like, I ended up just barely saying anything and being like, please do this. I, I'm, I'm great as a performer and singing on stage, but speaking, you don't want me to speak. It's not good. <laughs> so I'll just embarrass us. <laughs> well, so you said this next record, uh, you started working on it, what, 14 months ago? Is that what you said? Yeah, we started tracking it for tracking 14, it months, 14 ago. months ago. Mm-hmm. So that put yeah. us, what, like in the midst of COVID? Yeah, it was in the very middle of COVID. So COVID hit about six months before that. And or for us anyway, that's when it really started getting bad. And, you know, we lost all our gigs. And I because we had this past tour planned for last summer, and we lost all those gigs. And then we got taken on by a new manager around the time COVID happened. And I don't know. I was just like, well, let's check a record, you know, so we decided to do that instead. And it actually worked out because the players that I had come into the studio, honestly, don't know if I could have afforded them otherwise. I mean, if I'm being honest, like it was, uh, it was almost like it was meant to be because everybody was kind of looking for work and everybody Mm -hmm. wasn't out playing, you know, so I was able to get these incredible players to come in and uh, they were just amazing. And so I I try to find the silver lining in everything. And for me, that's the silver lining in COVID is that I got this incredible record and I was able to afford it. so, so yeah, that was in the throes of that. And um, yeah, were you supposed so. to be? Were you supposed to be on tour to support a Heartbreak Queen at the time? Or is that the shows that you had going? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were supposed to be pretty much. I don't know if you you've seen our tour dates from this summer, but most of those were carried over from the summer before. Oh, okay. um, so it's like the fair circuit, big festivals. You know, we we pretty much only play big festivals and fairs um, and and larger venues. Uh, so we had this whole tour planned and unfortunately when it rescheduled, it didn't reschedule in the same time frame. So instead of them being in a run, we then this past summer were bouncing from one place to the other, you know, one day we'd be in Colorado next day we'd be in Wisconsin, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, when a lot of bands were canceling this summer because it was too expensive to do all that, I said, we weren't going to do that. We, we went and played and I, I worked my day job so hard um, just to get my band there comfortably, you know? Um, so two guys would drive our gear um, in my Tahoe with a trailer. And then some of us would be flying here and there and then catch a ride here. I mean, it was like this crazy logistics nightmare all summer. I'd be back here working for two days, fly back out, fly back in the next day, work a day, fly back out. Like, it was just like the most insane three months of my life. I swear. Um, it was also the time of my life though. It was the first time we ever toured like that, you know? So, um, and now we've got a sponsor and next year we're going to beat a bus. I mean, it's just like, 
Oh, wow. You know? That's moving yeah, fast. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we're already starting in, in March. Uh, just got booked for a run, a 10 day run. And then, um, you know, we're booking into July now. It's just crazy. I didn't, I don't know. I'm overwhelmed by it still. So that is so cool. So when, yeah. when, uh, well, you've only put out what a couple songs from the new record, right? Is it the new yeah. record complete? Um, so we're in mastering phase for the last two songs. So it's pretty much complete. Um, we've released two singles. Uh, we're going to release another single, maybe two. We'll see. Um, but the whole record should be coming out uh, at the beginning of the year. That's awesome. What was the first show you guys did back from COVID? Uh, back from COVID, let me think. Back, well, you know, we did play one in the middle of COVID and South Dakota didn't close, you know. And oh. so we had, we were booked at the South Dakota State Fair. It is the only gig we played that during COVID. And so we did get to play that and that was amazing. And, uh, you know, I don't get into politics. People can do whatever they want. So I don't, I don't you know, right, stray into that. But I will say in the middle of a pandemic where we had all been basically locked down and not able to see people to go to South Dakota where COVID really wasn't rampant and to see smiling faces. I got to tell you, that was like a, you don't know how much you miss something until it's gone, you know? And I feel sure. like that the distance that, you know, I'm not, I'm not an anti-mask person or anything like that, but the distance that that puts between us, it's amazing when you can't see people's smiles and all of a sudden you're able to see them for the first time in months. And it's like, Oh my God. You know, so right. emotional. So, that, it was, I cried when I got on stage in South Dakota, I cried. I was like, Oh my God. Like I miss this so much. Um, so we got that one show in October last year. So it was a year ago. And then we didn't play again until April this year. Um, and that's when it started. We played the barn at paint fork opening for Confederate railroad. Um, and that was in near Asheville, North Carolina. Um, we try to do like spring and then late fall in the Carolinas because it's not so hot here, you know? Right, right, so, right. So that was my first gig back and I was nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I felt like a totally different person. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so <laughs> it took me a few gigs to get back in the hang of it. Sure, yeah. Scru uh, get the rust off or whatever, however they put it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the new, well, the most recent song uh, that you put out is called Walk Hard. And that's good. It's got a cool like perspective on the song, right? Tell me about the, the, like, what's, what's the song yeah. about? Yeah. So, I mean, it, you think it's going to be a normal cheating song, you know, when you're hearing the story, but it's actually, um, the song is talking to the, the next person, the person you're seeing after the person. that right. was the part. And, um, because I think that's so, I don't know, relative in my life. Anyway, I, I wrote this side, true story. I had my heart broken and then I met someone else and I was carrying my baggage from the previous relationship, you know, and especially as a woman, we're emotional and don't trust easily a lot of times when, and not that guys don't either, but you know, we're, men and women are different, but anyway, we, you know, we tend to be jealous and I had trust issues. And I realized at the time I was like, wow, I'm kind of making you pay for things you haven't even done, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's the line came out, you know, walk well, hard down that line because my heart's still doing time. And I think a lot of times you're expecting someone to pick up the pieces when it's really not their job, you know, but I think as humans, it's just what we do. So that's what the song's about. Yeah. I think a lot of people fight with that. You know, you, mm -hmm. you find out things about, that has nothing to do with you or somebody did before they even knew you existed. And then you're like using it against them for whatever right. reason, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. a lot of, I mean, everyone's probably guilty of it in some aspect. 
I think probably so. I think so. I, um, you know, I get that a lot when people hear the song, they're like, oh yeah, I get this. I feel this, you know, cause it's so true. And, you know, I, that country voodoo very much saying, you know, cheating song with a twist on it. Cause you know, every, most people, I won't say everyone, most people I talk to you have been through that. You know, we've all been hurt mm-hmm. by somebody in our lives typically. And that's just life. It doesn't mean that person's evil or whatever. Sometimes they are, but yeah. But you know, I think it's important in those situations to take a step back and really look at everything that's happening. Um, and for me, when that happened to me and then I was trying to move on, I realized I was like, Oh my God, I'm you know, kind of a bitty. I need to like, you know, I need to open my heart back up. And I think that really is the message at the end of the day. Amazing. And uh, so the blonde ambitions coming out in, in a few months or talk, talk to me on one of the records. coming out. Yeah. So hopefully we're looking at um, maybe late January, February, something like that, releasing the entire record. Um, and I have, you know, there's some other things going on, some showcases and other stuff like that that I'd like to coincide that with. So, but I think the beginning of the year is a really good time, especially before we start tour again, because obviously this is going to be the Blonde Ambition tour. Um, So, so yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about this record. Uh, A lot of stories about my family and things that inspired me along the way and just some really cool stuff on it. Was it a lot, like, when did you start writing it? Was it after you realized everything was shutting down and you weren't going to be able to go out and tour for a while? No, actually, um, I, well, pain, let's see, there's a song called Painy Days on the record. That one I wrote in the throes of that, but it, it really didn't have anything to do with COVID. Um, I know a lot of writers like wrote, you know, during COVID and, and all that. I, I didn't really, I wrote, but it really wasn't about COVID or what that right, was. Right. Me. I, um, I'm such an emotional writer. Like it, I've never sat down just to write a song, you know, we drive down the road and just be like, Oh, I think it's something, you know, or something happened to me and it inspired me. But, um, I started writing blonde ambition right after heartbreak queen. So some of these songs oh. are, are literally, you know, within days of the first 10 songs I wrote. So like, I just was writing. And so I carried on into the last, you know, couple of years and just kept on writing. So uh, Blonde Ambition was really more like 2019, 2020, um, okay. you know, the beginning of 2020 when it was finished up um, with the exception of one song. So, so yeah, I just, uh, just keep on writing. And then I kept, you know, writing some more. And so that's how I've got album three kind of going right, right. now. So, so you said yeah. that you have almost the third one, third one wrapped mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just write as things happen and it's all from experience. I don't, there's not a song that I've written that hasn't been a story or something happened. I never just take a topic and go, Oh, I'm going to write this song. It's always out of emotion. I'm angry, hurt. Um, you know, usually angry or hurt, or I'm, you know, Heartbreak Queen, for example, is about being a player, you know, and as a female, you know, but I mean, in my 20s, I was. And so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a true story. Uh, Hooks is about being a badass woman, you know, and I, uh-huh. I, I feel that when I'm on stage or even before, you know, I've had Lyme disease for years. And I know so many women that have inspired me that have had cancer and you know, just so many things that have happened and not even just that, uh, abusive relationships, everything. So Hooks to me was about being an empowered woman um so every song has a story and i'm gonna stick to that you know so i don't i've i've got to learn to co-write i think at some point but i'm I'm nervous about it because i really don't know how to go in a room and just write (laughs) so um but we'll we'll see how it goes in the future sure so you write a lot of your stuff just on your own and then what presented to the band 
Uh, yeah, so I, I do. All of our songs I've written on my own. Um, and with the last one, I mean, I didn't really present them to the band. Um, I just did pre-pro and brought in players because uh, my oh, band's changed. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So um, now with the next record, I plan to do more of that with my band. Now that I have my core band, I didn't really have that before. People have come in and out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I feel like I kind of got a family, which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, so I've written everything, and on a new record, I do have a co-write on Warrior. Um, my guitarist, who is my best friend, we've been friends for a long time now, uh, sent me a little paragraph via text one day I was driving down the road and it's freaking awesome words. Um, and so I took that and it reminded me of my dad. So I wrote this whole song about my dad because he only had one arm and he was like this badass man. And, um, and yeah, so he has a, a co-write on the record. He's the first one. So I'm excited about that as far as, you know, writing lyrics and being part of that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And then it, it ended up being great because my dad got to hear the song um, about three weeks before he passed away. So I was really excited oh, wow. that he, yeah. That, and that happened about six weeks ago. So for him oh, to get to gosh, hear so it. No, it's okay. Like I, you know, I mean, everyone goes through it. I've been through that, but it was really a great moment for me to get to give that to him, you know, and, and for him to be excited about it, you know? So I think, I don't know, I think things happen for a reason, but, um, but yeah, that's the only co-write I've got so far um but I'm, I'm hoping to expand that that's, that sounds like a special song that's really cool that that was you were able to do yeah. that for him that's awesome yeah we open our show with it it's it's pretty awesome it's a it's a kick-ass song i um i'm very much into rock and roll if you listen to my music you probably yeah know so, <laughs> so so there's a lot of that we're not i'm not your your typical country uh artist i'm i don't know people say we're like a country heart you know so mm-hmm. big vocal and then instead of a we have a lead guitarist but Emily, of course, is a she shreds the violin like a guitar, so it's really mm-hmm. cool. That is so cool, and thank yeah. you so much, Jen, for doing this. I really appreciate you uh, hanging out right now. This has been great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. I have one more question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh yes, <laughs> I went, it's so funny when people first started asking me this. I really didn't because I was so green, and I just feel like no. <laughs> but now, um, you know, I do go through so much. Um, to me, the most important thing is being authentically yourself. You know, mm-hmm. um, just be authentic. Whoever you are, be that, and and try to decide on that and, and go do it. You know, and uh, Dolly Parton said that once, and I really took it to heart because I think I struggled that first year in particular because I didn't know who I was as an artist, and now I do. So when people tell me, "Oh, you need to change this," "You need to do this," which I do, <laughs> um, if it's something I I know in my heart is who I am, I stick to that, and I I say that to artists. I'm like, just be who you are. Um, and write music the way you want to write. And I think at the end of the day, if you're doing something and it becomes something that isn't your own art, I can't even imagine being happy about that. So what would be the point? But yeah, I, um, I think that's probably the most important thing to me anyway, and that's what I would stress to others.